now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Uh, Later show this evening, Chev will not be with us. He is off for the weekend. He's going to, you know, he deserves it. He needs some time off. They work him hard. But joining me tonight from Canton, Ohio, America's sweetheart, Garrett Price. How's it going, Garrett? What's up, man? How are you? I'm good. Um, Busy week at work. Uh, Hectic week, like always. But, uh, you know, glad to be here. Glad to hang out. Glad to hang out with all of you, too, that are listening out there. Maybe uh, tomorrow, Sunday, uh, throughout the week. So we always appreciate all our listeners. We appreciate all the feedback that we get from you guys, uh, all the positive feedback. Haven't heard anything negative yet, but I'm sure in time it will come. That's how it always works, right, Garrett? That just means we're not big enough yet for people to hate us. We need to we need to get a, a little more exposure, and then people will dislike us more. So, you know, we're, we just got to get there. That's fine. I'm fine with either or. Hey, you know what? If they're hating us and still listening, I don't care. <laughs> as long as you know you could learn something, hopefully. And you know what? Let's uh, let's educate ourselves right away. Garrett, uh, would you like to talk about some Devi prospects? This is going to be a really exciting week. Alabama, LSU. Yeah, it is. A, it is a crazy week uh, with some of these games, and obviously that's that's the marquee game. I mean, you're, we're going to get to really see some of the best of the best go go toe to toe against each other. Um, this, this week I thought I'd go, um, a little bit different than normal. Uh, a lot lately I've been pushing, uh, specifically the, um, the 2020 class prospects for the most part. Um, but I wanted to touch a little bit more on, uh, some of the, the 2021 prospects. Uh, and one of the things that, the 2021 class in particular, and, and I don't know how much I've mentioned it on this podcast or not, um, but the 2021 class, the receivers in that class are just as good uh, as the 2020 class. There could maybe possibly uh, even be an argument that they might be better, especially at the top end. Um, there's already five or six guys that would compete for top 10 spots in this year's wide receiver class. And so that's one of the things that I think is good to know, even if you're not a Devi player, to be kind of thinking ahead, okay, I know in 2021 the receivers are supposed to be really good as well. However, right now it looks like the running back class isn't nearly as good as the 2020 running back class. It's going to be, I think, a little bit closer to the 19 class uh, as far as running backs go. So it just kind of helps you plan a little bit. If you are in desperate need of a running back, not wanting to trade for a veteran, you like to build through the draft, you're, you're going to want to try to get your running backs this year because I don't know how many are going to be available for you uh, in the 2021 class. Okay. Uh, you know, that's something that you got to think about. And you had said, I think it was you, I'm sure I heard it somewhere, that these 2021 firsts are going to be just as valuable as the 2020 first too. So it, it depends on the position. Um, you know, I, I do think it is going to be weaker at running back. 
However, like in a super flex league, it'll probably be very similar. You're going to have Lawrence and Fields at the top. Wide receivers are going to be right about there. Um, tight ends look decent, but but that's where it's going to drop off a little bit is I don't think you're going to – and granted, the 2020 class, from what it looks like, is going to be the best class we've seen in a really, really long time. So it's tough to compare any class to that. Um, so I do think 21 will probably be better than 19, but I'm not sure it's going to be quite as valuable as 2020. You know, it's funny – I was just thinking about the 2019 class today. We hated it. And then when you're on the clock, you all of a sudden find all these guys that you fall in love with. Oh, yeah. And now it's like, I hate it again. Does that make sense to you? Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you get you get in that romantic period where all you're doing is talking about rookies. And so every single one of them looks like they have all this upside and could, could really produce and whatnot. And that... I actually do like the 19 class more than a lot of other people do. Um, you know, obviously, I love Josh Jacobs from from the onset, and um, he's so good. He's so good. Yeah. So, good. Um, so I mean, I have I have a lot of Jacobs shares, especially in leagues where you know you didn't necessarily draft rookie class, but it was a startup, so all the rookies were already in the draft. Um, right. The receivers are better than I think a lot of people gave him credit for. Um, so I mean, it's. Granted, it is not a legendary class by any means, uh, but there there were definitely some gems in this class. So on that note, briefly, the receivers are better, but it's not the receivers we thought it was going to be. We we all thought it was going to be like Paris Campbell and A.J. Brown, and instead it's D.K. Metcalf and Terry McLaurin. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they, have, they have produced uh, quite a bit so far. I'm still not sold on D.K., uh, but he, he's definitely produced – uh, better, better than some would think. Um, you know, granted, big game against Tampa Bay in a shootout. Yeah, okay. I mean, I, I don't want to take anything away from the guy. What he's doing is good. I'm just not sure that he is ever going to be a consistent uh, producer for your fantasy teams. But we'll see. I could, I could totally end up eating my words. Um, I did on Lamar Jackson, so uh, we'll see. Listen, I was wrong about Lamar Jackson too. I thought this guy's going to be a running quarterback only, and I mean, he's just he's playing lights out. I mean, look yep. look what they did to the New England Patriots defense. Incredible, absolutely incredible. Yeah. So, uh, but hey, you can't win them all. Sorry, New England. All right. So, Garrett, thanks again. Uh, you could always check Garrett out over with the Dynasty Nerds. He does a lot of great Debbie stuff over there. Make sure you follow him on Twitter. Check out our good friend Ray Garvin's podcast, the DDP podcast. That's all Debbie all the time. Um, he had a great uh, guest on Jesse Reeves. Is his last name? Yep, right? Jesse Reeves. Yeah, yeah, that was a great, um, that was a great show. And your, I don't know if I got to talk to you about it. Your appearance on the show was uh, fantastic as well. I appreciate so, it. Yeah, that was that was really good. Um, I think you guys, you were just running backs, right? Yeah, we did we did all running backs, and then him and Jesse did uh, all the receivers. Okay, all right. So excited for the tight end show that hopefully he has coming up soon. There you go. Um, so we can kind of just mix everything up together if you want, Garrett. We'll do news sure. and li- listener questions. Just kind of, I'll throw stuff out here and there. Um, all right, so here's one, and I put this first because I want you to touch on this. The Browns cut defensive back Jermaine Whitehead after social media tirade. Um, I, I guess people were giving him a hard time, and he last. If you lose the game, just stay off social media for a couple of days. Yeah, that that whole situation was really unfortunate. Um, 
he he was already kind of a uh, a fringe player. Uh, got a lot of his playing time due to uh, injuries and things just not working out. So you would think if there was any player that really needed to mind their p's and q's, he would be the guy. Um, basically, what happened is some guys uh, fans called him out on on some of his poor tackling, and then even one of the um, radio guys in Cleveland, uh, one of the analysts, said something about how poor his tackling was. And dude just went off. I mean, expletive laced uh, rants uh, that including like finding guys beating them up and killing them. Like, <laughs> I mean, it was just, yeah, it's tough. I I work uh, where where I work. I, I work in the uh, uh, the inner city in Canton, and uh, you know I've seen situation where guys are good guys, really good guys, and they they get get put in a bad position where they lose their temper. And some of this kind of stuff happens at times. So uh, I wish nothing but the, the best for Whitehead. Um, it was a really, really unfortunate situation. I hope he's uh, I hope he's able to get over whatever whatever he's wrestling with and uh, move on. But uh, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to get a second chance in the NFL. He wasn't uh, that great of a player that that people might take the chance on him. So we'll see. Well, if Rex Ryan ever comes back to coach a team, he will probably sign him. Uh, so, well he signed that uh remember when it was like what was that guy's name like ik but not some some weird name that I, he punched uh geno smith oh and this yeah. Was, yeah when rex ryan at that point he was the bills coach i think and then he signed him like a couple days after in the ultimate rex ryan move you know so yeah we're not here to kiss your rings well you're not kissing any rings buddy so um <laughs> Jacoby Brissett has an MCL sprain. He was practicing. He hopes to play Monday. Um, but if he is your starter, it is the bipocalypse. So, Garrett, I'm sure you have a lot of teams that are hurting right now, right? Yeah. Uh, one league in particular, It's the, what helps is it's, it's, a, it's a league where I'm doing pretty well. I'm 7-2. and two. Um, So, like, one loss isn't going to kill me. Uh, but I'm I'm tied for first in my division with another team that's six and two, so I really really don't want to don't want to take an L this week because every everyone's going to be significant from here on out, and uh, you know I got Leonard Fournette's on by. Um, fortunately, I just got Hooper back, so that was that was a good addition. Um, uh, but I'm missing somebody else too. Who is it? Um, I don't know. But it was it was like two or three guys that oh Tom Brady. Uh, and okay. somebody else that I start on a normal basis. So, like, three of my, my main starters in that league are, are on by this week. So, yeah, it's it's a little rough. It's a little rough. Speaking of Austin Hooper, um, you can all go to thenot.com and you can look for Garrett and Austin Hooper's wedding registry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He might be mad at me ever since I said I'd be fine with trading him. So, hey, you know, know what? If the, returns, rocky patch. if the return's good enough. You know, if you're getting a good haul, you, you got to do what you got to do. That's the thing, man. Like, as much as I love him as a player, what I loved really was the value. And, and the hard part is, you know, that, that entire coaching staff is probably out the door. And he's an unrestricted free agent. So, I mean, there's there's two reasons where that could go downhill pretty quick. So, uh, as much as I love him, um, you know, I might I might have replaced Hunter Henry uh, as my new as my new boyfriend. So, we'll see. All right, well, look at that. He, he did have a very good game last night. But um, <clears throat> back to the Colts quarterback situation. Oh, yeah. There we go. If, if Jacoby can't go, Brian Hoyer is going to be the starter. So if you can pick Brian Hoyer up just in case 
Jacoby Brissett is a late scratch. I don't think he'd be a bad uh, one-week fill-in. He was 17 of 26 for 168 yards, three touchdowns at a pick, one carry for six yards. So uh, Brian Hoyer is probably throwing to about, what, 400 different receivers in his NFL career at this point. Um, oh, yeah, he was in Cleveland for a minute. <clears throat> he played really well in Cleveland, too. He actually did. He The unfortunate thing for him was he got in there right as we drafted uh, Johnny Manziel. Oh, so. Yeah. That's what threw all that off. Okay. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do? But uh, here he is now, so he might hopefully lead you to a win this week. I did pick him up in a couple spots where uh, Jacoby is my guy. Uh, my well, especially in super flex, you might not you might not have another choice. This is true. Um, Adam Thielen re-injures his hamstring. He's going to be out for this week. Possibly longer. Do you know, if, is there any more timelines on that, Garrett? So what they've said is he is officially rolled out for this week. They do think he should play uh, the following week. But the thing is, week 12, they have a bye. So they said if they're not 100% sure, they would much rather just give him that week and the bye week to be able to come back week 13 healthy. So uh, it, it's it's going to be tough to say. Um, you know, keep 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 your uh, what is it? Your eyes peeled? Is that right? That sounds that sounds weird. Yes, eyes peeled. That's really what it says. I think it is. Yeah. Oh man, that's kind of disgusting sounding. <laughs> yeah, um, it's a little gross. Yeah, I don't like that. But we're gonna use it anyway. <laughs> uh, keep your eyes peeled for. Uh, wait, wait, isn't it keep your ears peeled to listen? How do you? Uh, Just keep know. your eyes open. See what's maybe going that's on. maybe it's, yeah. I don't yeah. know. Check Either way, phones. pay attention to the news. Well, unfortunately, the Dolphins are going to be without wide receiver Preston Williams. He's ah. got a torn ACL. That one hurts me. And I don't own him in a lot of spots, but I really, really like the way. He was the the one bright spot on that team, really. Um, 32 catches on 60 targets for 428 yards and three touchdowns. So Great for an undrafted player, up? especially. Exactly. How was he undrafted, Garrett? He had off-the-field issues. Mm. Um so that was part of it, and he really didn't have a lot of production uh, while he was at uh, – where was he at first? I don't remember where he was at first, but then he uh, transferred partway through to uh, Colorado State, and that was really his only season that he put up numbers. Um, so it was really only one-year production, but he was a five-star recruit coming out. Um, but I think between only one-year production, off-the-field stuff, I think that's how that ended up happening. Well, it does get worse for the Dolphins somehow. Uh, running back Mark Walton has been suspended four games for violating the NFL substance abuse policy. It looks like he was arrested three times between January and March of this year. Um, I will put a, the link to the ESPN article out that you can read all about. It. I'm not going to go into it all here. On the season, 53 carries for 201 yards, a 3.8 average, zero touchdowns, 15 catches on 21 targets for 89 yards and no touchdowns. Are, are they really... I mean, they still have Kalen Blage and um, is it Miles Gaskin? Is he the running back down there? Yeah, Gaskin from uh, from Washington. Okay, so he could be trending up here, right? Because yep. Blage isn't is Blage really going to be anything in the NFL? Uh, if I it, was a betting man, I would say no. Or are the uh, Dolphins just like a black hole for talent right now. Basically, yeah. I mean, Sets. like that—that's the hard part. Until next year, it, it's really going to be tough to trust anything. And any running back that's there right now 
is probably not going to have a real role next year. They're going to draft at least one, if not two, with all the picks that they have. So, I yeah, I don't – I wouldn't count on anybody that's doing anything for them right now. You think they're going to go Tua or Burrow? You know what? It's interesting. Um, Burrow has really done a good job of – of uh, climbing up those those draft boards, I remember even like five or six weeks ago, I you know tweeted out something where I was like, "Hey guys, like Jacob Eason and Joe Burrow look really good. I would not be surprised if they ended up being first round players." And I was like, "I know it sounds crazy to say that right now, and now it sounds dumb for me to just say that he's a first rounder because there's a legitimate chance that he could be number one overall." Yeah. So um, it's just crazy his ascension. Uh, former former Buckeye quarterback, you know, I had to throw that out there. Um, he actually transferred from Ohio State uh, while uh, Haskins was was playing quarterback. So he's got uh, got those Buckeye ties. So that must be why he's doing so well. Who does Ohio State play this week? Uh, Ohio State has Maryland this week, and then mm-hmm. we have I want to say it's Rutgers or somebody of that ilk. Uh, and then it gets interesting. Then we have Penn State and we have Michigan. So that should be fun. Okay, um, Penn State plays Minnesota. This week, yeah, it's a big game for it's a big game for Penn State, but it's even bigger game I think for Minnesota. Yeah, they're they're kind of going crazy for it out there, but I'm I'm really excited about this game. So, um, I was gonna ask you something else. Oh, uh, actually, I wanted to point out to everybody that Garrett did say, I'm sure he said it here, and I'm sure you also said it on the Nerds podcast. Haskins is a guy that really needs to sit and learn, and boy, <laughs> yeah. is he showing it. Yeah, he does, man. I I don't know what they were thinking. I I really don't. I'll tell you who has looked good though. I think Daniel Jones is looking pretty good. Yes, he's had a good season. He's he's had some mistakes at times, up and down. Uh, but I think there's a lot of potential with Daniel Jones. Hey, so speaking of um, speaking of rookie quarterbacks, we're gonna tie it into uh, this next one. Cam Newton was put on IR with that foot injury that just um, it's not getting any better. But I was thinking about something when I was going on a run this morning today. Is Kyle Allen the next A.J. McCarron? Hear me out. They got a guy behind him in Will Greer. Not playing yet, but is Kyle Allen just going to maybe come in and play good enough to get a starting gig somewhere else and then just kind of like fizzle out? Like, is he going to be the guy that's always easily replaceable? And is Cam Dunn in Carolina? Just throwing like two questions at him. Yeah, so I do think... Once again, if I had to place my bets, uh, I do not think Cam Newton will be there next year. I do think I they're going to end up cutting ties. Uh, I'm I'm genuinely worried. The the hard part is he's not getting any younger. Um, you know he's he's starting to enter that age where you know you're at your prime and you know starting to maybe see the slight decline uh, in that in that prime zone. But the other problem is he's he's also been banged up a lot. Um, a lot of leg, a lot of feet, a lot of that kind of stuff. And if he, you know, in his shoulder too. So, you know, between all those things, if he's not able to be mobile and he's not able to rocket the ball down the field, those were his two biggest strengths. If you limit, not necessarily take away, but if you limit those two things, Cam Newton's not a very good quarterback anymore. Right. So I do think he's on his way out. Um, I had brought this up on the Nerds podcast 
uh, months ago. And it was kind of funny because Matt and Rich kind of laughed at me when I said, I was like, well, you know, they could they could move on from Cam. It's only going to be a $2 million cap hit if they were to cut him. Uh, and they would save like $26 million or something crazy like that. And they're like, there's no way. And then they came back a couple months later. They're like, hey, remember Remember when we said that? Yeah, just kidding. Uh, so uh, it's kind of funny to see how things come full circle. Uh, and I do think Kyle Allen's going to get a shot to win this job. Um, there are other quarterbacks available in this draft class, so they could easily try to sneak sneak in and grab one of these guys. But there's other holes on this team too, and Kyle Allen's proven that he's good enough to at least manage the game to get them a win. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they uh, passed on a quarterback in the first couple rounds. Maybe looked at another, you know, third, fourth, fifth round guy in between Greer and whoever that guy is, develop them and see if they can be any better. But, you know, lean on Kyle Allen for now. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely at least earned a shot. Right. They, they've had the offenses look better with him on the field than them with Cam. But uh, absolutely. I think Cam was Cam, hurt, but still. True. Um, I still think Cam's going to look good next year throwing to Allen Robinson and handing off to David Montgomery. I don't know. It, Chicago just seems like – tell me right now, even an injured Cam wouldn't be better than Trubisky. Ooh, man. You know, he – He's looks I, I hate so, to, he I looks hate lost. To, to, he does. He does. And I hate to beat up on Chev when he's not even here, but – That's why I'm saying this, because yeah. he's not here. <laughs> <laughs> but man, it, it it's bad right now. I I want to see the kid bounce back. So um, do I. I think I think we've piled on a little bit unfairly, but he's he's earned most of it, and that's that's tough. Yeah, you know, there was a league. I'm in a superflex league where I started Trubisky over Fitzpatrick because I figured, okay, the birds might come out, but I think Trubisky can get me that garbage time. You know, couple touchdowns, run a little bit, and I'll be okay. And it just didn't happen. And yeah. who would have thought that the starting quarterback for the Miami Dolphins would have been a better play? Yeah. It, yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And that, yeah. and, that, and that's a tough spot to be in when you knew you drafted a guy top five, and and this is what you're getting over Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes, which are arguably the top two quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Yes. Um, one more piece of. Panthers news, the Steelers waived Dante Moncrief and Carolina picked him up. Is there <laughs> yeah, there, it's getting late, and that is a boring move. But I figured, <laughs> you know, hey, it's worth noting. I mean, it any, is, fan, it is. any fantasy relevance, would you pick him up? I wouldn't pick him up at all. It, it would have to be the deepest of leagues. It would have to be 30-some team league uh, right. or 30, not team, 30-some roster spots. Uh, and deep, you know, taxi squads for me to really consider it. The you hope that they can get him what they did with Funchess a couple years ago. That yep. would be best case scenario. So he's a low end wide receiver three in the best case scenario. Worst case scenario, he never sees the field. So yeah, I'm not. I'm not super interested. Yeah, same here. Um, you ready for a question? Hit me. All right. So official fan Tyler. Hey. Uh, he's thinking of moving Melvin Gordon. Okay. I don't know. I don't know why. Um, what should he try to get for him? What do you think good value for him would be? Now I'm in this league, so I'll let you answer the question. I would try to get a top six rookie pick. 
okay. uh, in this coming draft. If you could get anywhere in the top six uh, in the first round, I would be okay with that. Um, you know, Melvin Gordon has looked a lot better the past couple weeks, he but has, he's never yeah. been an overly efficient running back. Um, you know, go back to especially his rookie year. He he looked really bad actually, um, but even in his good seasons, he has he's never been like an incredible yards per carry guy. Um, he's he's kind of relied on a lot of those goal line touchdowns, and um, I, I don't know. I I've never been the biggest Melvin Gordon guy. He is a better pass catcher than I think some people realize, and you know he's been a very reliable fantasy back for a long time. But if he gets into a system, which it looks like he is not going to be a Charger next year. So if he gets into a system that doesn't feature him as much as San Diego did, we could be seeing a similar career progression as like a Carlos Hyde, where all you know one day he was a, a fantasy darling, and the next day it's kind of like, oh yeah, I remember that guy. And he's a lead back of a committee just trying to, you know, trying to keep, RB2, low-end RB2, high-end RB3 relevant. So I'm not saying that will happen, uh, but there's there's just a lot of risk with Melvin Gordon, whereas opposed to you can give me a 21, 22-year-old running back that uh, it has fresh legs in a class that's super hyped. Yeah, give me that. You know, I he also has um, Austin Eckler on his team as well. Nice. So one That could be the starter about, next year for them. I mean, he really well, could be. Well, what I'm saying is, so right now you have two running backs and a timeshare on the same team. If you keep Melvin Gordon, you have two starting running backs on different teams. It's so, true. I'm, but if it, you it, if you trade him for a top six pick, you have a starting running back for another team and Austin Eckler. But if somebody's trying to lowball you, yeah, I then, mean, then you might be better uh, off just keeping him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because I've seen people try to throw out seconds and stuff like that. I'm not taking that. I want a first-round no. pick. If it's, you know. He also has Hunter Henry and Joey Bosa. I'm like. He's a Chargers he, fan, man. He, he might be. Um, hold on. Let me look and see if he has anybody else from the Chargers. Yeah, he does. He has Derwin James on IR. <laughs> there you go. He also has Mike Gusecki on his taxi squad. He's had a couple good games in a row. Yeah. Yeah, he has. Finally, and he ha- he's got some good picks. He's got um, a twenty twenty first, um, but it is from the team that looks to win the championship. So that'll be the last pick. Then his twenty twenty first, which should be a later pick. He's got a second, two thirds, a fourth, and a fifth. So he's got some good picks too. Yeah, I mean. Really, if, if you take a look at his team, it just needs a couple tweaks here and there. And he's been screwed over, too. He has Gordon. You know, he, he was out for a while. Derrick Henry's been Derrick Henry. He's got Odell. That season's been a bit of a roller coaster. Devontae Adams missed time. Saquon Barkley missed time. Oh, so yeah. It's a good he, team. Yeah, just he, he, bad luck. Exactly. I just really think with a few tweaks here and there. What's I mean, his record? Because he could sneak into the playoffs and be dangerous. He is currently five and four. Ooh, yeah. He he might be dangerous come playoff time. Yeah, so um right now the projections Yeah, if he was in the playoffs, the team that he's matched up against, I think he would beat pretty easily, to be honest with you. So yeah. He there he could go. be a dangerous team. But uh the assumed championship guy in our team, he's his team's pretty nasty 
So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But um, moving on with some news, Paris Campbell fractured his hand. He's going to be out a couple weeks, it looks like. T.Y. Hilton is also out. He's got a calf injury. And you heard about Jacoby Brissett before. So my question to you, Garrett, is this. Zach Pascal or Dion Kane? It looks like Pascal's the guy uh, right now. I know Kane's been the Debbie darling for the past couple seasons. And I'm, I was a truther of his, just like Dante Pettis. These two are letting me down. Yeah, it, it, just, it just doesn't look like it's materializing. And, and Pascal had a good game this past week, got in the end zone. So, yeah, I, I think Pascal would be the guy I'd pick out of the two. It's a, I'm hoping that Deion Kane finally takes this opportunity to do something productive. But, um, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. It should be an interesting game. All right, so moving on to some more news. Okay, Deshaun Jackson, he's going to have surgery for a core muscle repair. Um, he's going to be out for the fantasy season. If the Birds make the playoffs, he might be able to come back for that. Um, if you're in a redraft, you could just go ahead and drop him. If you are in Dynasty, just stash him on IR if you have the space or try to move him. So he is getting older. It's a shame, too, when he was on the field, him and Wentz looked really good together. Um, but what are you going to do? Um, James Conner is not expected to play versus the Rams. I think he has been officially ruled out. I, I think he has been, yeah. Okay. So it's it's the Jalen Samuels show. Well, we thought it was going to be the Jalen Samuels show last week. Through the air it was, but who was that running back that they had? Edmonds. Yeah. Ed, yeah. Did anybody think, start him last week? If you did, can you screenshot that for me, please? Was it Trey Edmonds? I think his name was. I think uh, so. Yeah. The problem is, I think he's got. I think he's banged up this week too. I think he uh, jacked up his ribs or something like that. And I believe Benny Snell is yeah, probably still re- he's still recovering from that knee surgery. So you know, this is one of those things. It's it's that time of year where you're just grabbing somebody off the waiver wire with a pulse. Um, my home league, the one that I'm in with official fan Tyler, I have to start Brian Hill. This week. Ooh. But Ido Smith is out. Devonta Freeman hasn't exactly been... You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a chance, but that's that's a tough one to have to start this late in the season. It, it's one of those things where you know, a lot of guys on by. Yeah. What are you going to do? Uh, okay, so it looks like Adriel Jeremiah Green had a setback. He's out indefinitely. You may know him as AJ Green, but we like to keep it real here on the Dynasty Rewind and go full name. I didn't do T.Y. Hilton's full name. Damn it. I'll look it up then. So is this season, career? It's it's definitely a season. We we talked about it on here before where it was the kind of thing of, uh, do I really want to come back? Oh, oh, my leg, oh, my knee, oh, my elbow, oh, my whatever, like whatever gets me out of playing. I, I think that's kind of what, what we're at right now. Yeah. Alvin Kamara is expected to play uh, versus Atlanta. On the flip side, it looks like Matt Ryan's going to play. So um, I think if Kamara's playing, you could just go ahead and start him with full confidence. As far as Matt Ryan goes, um, that New Orleans defense is pretty nasty. So, um Take some caution right there. Hey, would you like to do a retired wide receiver alert? Oh, yeah. Okay. Des Bryant plans to contact NFL teams about a return. I don't know why he plans to do it and doesn't just do it. And here's what I have written down. Antonio Brown is an idiot. I think that could pretty much sum up. (laughs) Wait, what does that have to do with Des Bryant? No, that's the the next piece of news. 
Yeah, they're both technically retired. Got it. Got it. Okay. But, so he's go. He's another one that went on some big tirade on social oh, yeah, media, which you know. And then all I want to do is play football, man. It's like, dude, what I want is for you to get on your meds because at this point, I'm actually worried about Antonio Brown. Like for his mental health, it just seems like something is wrong in his head. Yeah, I think there is something. Maybe I should kick his ass. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, so let's see. Washington, they activated Darius Geis from IR. hey And it looks like Haskins is going to start against the Jets. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> but I don't – okay, so he's going to be activated. Is he going to play this week, you think? Well, they're actually on bye this week. So he's not Yeah, playing. So, but next week, week 11, <laughs> they plan to start him. Okay, perfect. And he'll be there with Haskins. So, um, also, Patrick Mahomes will be starting this week. That's big news. Um, that is huge. Oops, dropped my phone. You probably heard that. There you go. That's um, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's really big news, honestly, because there's a there's a lot of fantasy owners that are, are probably uh, a little nervous about him coming back. Uh, there's people that did not, you know, plan accordingly and have uh, more as the backup ready to go. So. Uh, specifically if you're in a super flex league that that can be painful uh, when you're missing you know who was probably your number one pick if you drafted this year um, yeah and and either way you know he's he's arguably the most valuable piece in any super flex team so the fact that he's gonna be back on the field you know you, you probably do have to expect him to be uh, a little more cautious a little more careful so uh, you you might lose a little bit but overall he's still the best quarterback in the game and it's good to have him back yeah, and I'm I'm glad that the NFL's more fun with with him. Probably. Absolutely. Don't you think? Absolutely. So, all right. Uh you ready for another question? Lay it on me. All right, let me get get it back up here in my phone. All right, this is from our good friend Bully. Uh he is in the listener league with us. Would you trade Curtis Samuel for TY? TY Hilton. I'm rebuilding and getting TI, which is not worth for a rebuild, but I think I can get more for him in the end of the season. Um, if he's if you're rebuilding and you're getting TY, I would keep Curtis Samuel, to be honest with you. Yeah, I probably would keep Curtis Samuel as well, but I get I get the concept of what you're trying to do. Um, you probably could at the end of the season get more for TY uh, than you could Curtis Samuel. So I'm not entirely against it. The only problem with moves like that is, you know, trying to predict exactly how everything's going to play out and land. And, you know, the, this injury could be worse than we originally thought. We've seen that happen with quite a few players this year where, you know, the initial timetable versus what the real timetable was, was, was drastically different. And so, um, I don't know. It, it's risky. Um, I would probably keep keep Samuel, but part of the reason we love Samuel so much is it was going to be a Cam Newton offense, and it's not right. a Cam Newton offense anymore. So um, I, I'm I'm fine with doing it. I think overall the value is there. It's just a little riskier for a rebuild team. Okay. Um, oh, okay. You want to talk about risk? Cardinals running back David Johnson says he's a hundred percent. Oof. Yeah, I, I don't know what to do here with him. I do have him in a couple spots, but I actually just unloaded him. I think he I think it was my only share that I have. I might have one somewhere else. 
Um, I just recently unloaded him, and I also had Drake. Uh, I actually had Edmonds and Drake all on that team. Uh, Drake was just from before, so it just ended up happening to also all line up. Uh, but I ended up just cutting Edmonds, and I traded uh, David Johnson and Drake, and then like a there was like another pick involved. It was something like a 2021 20, second or something like that. Uh, and I ended up getting Leonard Fournette. So I was pretty happy okay. um, being able to do that because uh, I am I'm genuinely concerned about David Johnson. I don't think he just ups and goes away. Uh, there's too much money involved, and, and they're going to have to pay him for at least one more season. Uh, so I don't think he just goes away. But all of these injuries are starting to get really, really concerning. Drake looked really good, so I could see him eating into David Johnson's workload. But it's just going to make Easily. both of them really, really hard to start. Mm-hmm. So All right. So Seahawks wide receiver Josh Gordon hopes to play Monday. Um, are you starting him with confidence? No. Yeah, I would, I would agree with I that. I mean, if, if you're desperate, I'll, I'll start him, but it's it's definitely not with confidence. Yeah, there might – I mean, him or Deion Kane? Uh, Gordon? Yeah. Probably Gordon for me. Maybe flip a coin. Not feel really good about it either way. Um, yeah, probably Gordon, I guess. Um, okay, so here's an interesting one. Buccaneers head coach uh, Bruce Arians said Ronald Jones has earned more playing time. Uh, Barber has done nothing wrong other than the fact that he sucks, but Jones is more <laughs> That explosive. is not a direct quote. No, that's a direct quote from the host of the Dynasty Rewind. Uh, <laughs> but Jones is more explosive. So you think – you think Rojo gets replaced? I mean, um, he he's not that great, but he he has played much better in his sophomore campaign than he did in his rookie campaign. I I think they're going to give him a fair shake here. Um, if he impresses, they might not spend a pick on a running back. I would still say it's more likely than not that they end up getting a running back in the top three or four rounds of this next draft. But it's it's definitely a situation to monitor. Right. Um, all right, we got two more questions here. And this one, uh, here we go. Fantasy Squad, our, our friend, the other Tyler. Would you trade Hooper for Mike Williams and Kyle Allen? Is it super flex or no? It doesn't say. Oof. Well, then that makes it tough. Um, <laughs> if it's non-super flex, I would not do it. If it is super flex, I would probably do so. Um, you know, Mike Williams is probably worth about a late first. Assuming Kyle Allen um, keeps the job, he's worth, at worst case scenario, high second. Um, and that's about the value of Hooper. Uh, and like I said, there are some concerns long term about Hooper. So I would say. Uh, in a super flex, if you are in win now mode, I'm keeping Hooper. If you're if you're rebuilding more so, then I would take Williams and Kyle Allen. Yeah, as much as I like both Mike Williams and Kyle Allen, I don't know. Like like you said, super flex, yeah. Single quarterback, no. Oh no, Mike Williams. Yeah, Mike Williams. As much as I love the guy, get a touchdown, man. Yeah, it's been brutal. It's Come it's on. been absolutely brutal. Did you watch the game last night? Uh, yeah, that was probably the most. Uh, Thursday night football, unless the Eagles were on that I've watched, to be honest with you. Um, pretty good game. Josh Jacobs is a freaking beast, dude. He's really good. He's, I was trying <sighs> to tell people. I was trying to tell people. 
You were you were correct. I um, mean, I I can't toot my horn too much. He was pretty much the consensus one one. So yeah, you're you're right about that. Well, I saw a couple people that were pretty high on Montgomery too. So. Yeah, Monty and Sanders both had a little bit of run at times. There were there were pockets of people that wanted him that him first, or there was another pocket that really liked Nikhil Harry. But for the most part, I would say seventy to eighty percent of people had Jacobs as the one one. And if you're worried about David Montgomery, I don't be. Matt Nagy should be coaching himself out of town any day now. He's had two good so, games in a row, though. Yeah, he has. Yeah, isn't it amazing? Just give a in a just an amazing athlete the ball, and wow, look at what he could do with it. Yep. <laughs> All right, so let's do one last question. Come on, do what I want you to, phone. All right, so this is from uh, Evan Brown. Would you trade Aaron Jones for Mahomes in Dynasty? Mahomes, sorry, in Dynasty, even if it left you short at running back, seems like such a great chance to get Mahomes. Yep. Yeah, I would too. I think we've gotten so, so conditioned to not want to get a quarterback early and to not invest in high-end quarterbacks and just invest in the Kirk Cousins and the the Matt Ryans of the world and, and, and those types of guys. The thing is, I know the gap has probably closed a little bit with guys like Lamar, guys like Watson, but I think we have kind of forgotten how good Patrick Mahomes is. He had, you know, a, a bad game uh, there to, right before he got injured, and then he had the injury. And so I think we've kind of allowed the hype of Watson and, and Lamar to, to build and now I think we, we see everything as a, as a pretty even playing field, and I don't think it is. Mahomes is still that guy. Um, he still is able to make incredible plays, incredible throws, um, and, and I think he is one of, if not the best passer of the football uh, that we've seen in a long, long time. So I would absolutely take him. I get that people like Aaron Jones. Jones is a roller coaster ride, though, man. There, there are going yeah. to be weeks where – he does get the love. He does get featured. He gets the catches, all the stuff. And then all of a sudden, it's going to be a Jamal Williams week. And then all of a sudden, he's injured. Right. And then all of a sudden, like it's it's a it's a big roller coaster ride with Aaron Jones. Uh, if you have the ability to be able to ride it out, cool. I would much rather invest in a top end quarterback, even in a one quarterback league. I would take Patrick Mahomes ahead of Aaron Jones. Yeah, and you got to think about it. You take a guy like Mahomes now. You're set at quarterback possibly for a decade. How many running backs are going to go through your roster in that time? Exactly. And you could, you know, aside from dealing with bye weeks or the potential injury, you know, you could be drafting a young quarterback with upside every year and flipping him for more pieces because you're set. So Mahomes is the better choice in my opinion, and obviously in Garrett's opinion. A um, couple more things here. Evan Ingram, Sterling Shepard, they're both out on Sunday. Um, slay in, slay in, yeah, slay big in. Big plays slay, who Garrett's been pumping up all offseason. Um, also, something to to keep in, just uh, keep your eyes open for. George Kittle did not practice today. He, he had that, uh, what, he hyperextend his knee last week. Yeah. I think, yeah. So just keep your eye on that. Have – someone ready to go just in case he's a late scratch or is that the monday game that's the tough part it's the monday night game so you might want to have hollister uh if uh if if he can't go have hollister yeah. available okay so yeah good good point there garrett and uh delaney walker has been ruled out so it is still john smith season 
which I think it will be probably for the rest of the year anyway. So um, that is the news. But uh, Garrett, how would you like to try to answer some Cleveland Browns trivia? Ooh. All right. Lay it on me. All right. Do you want to go? Well, let's see. Which Browns player was voted to the Pro Bowl every year that he played? Here's your your uh, choices. Jim Joe Brown. Joe Thomas. Otto Graham, Joe Thomas, or Ozzie Newsome? Joe oh, Thomas. Nope. What? Incorrect. It's incorrect. I clicked on Joe Thomas and it buzzed. Want to try again? Then it w- <sighs> Jim Brown, Otto Graham, or Ozzie Newsome are your other choices. I don't think Otto Graham, there was even a Pro Bowl then. Um, let's say Jim Brown. That is correct. Huh. And... Brown is also the only player in NFL history to average over 100 yard rushing yards per game for his career. Yeah, dude was a stud. Cut his career short to be an actor. Yeah. Um, do you want another one? Lay it on me. Okay. What did Brown's coach Paul Brown invent? Okay. Practice squad, face mask, draw play, or all of the above? He probably... I could see it almost being all of the I above. I was going to say... How influential he was in the early years. I'm going to lean toward all of the above. All right, let's try it. That is correct. Brown is credited with a number of American football innovations, including the modern face mask, the practice squad, and the draw play. He also played a role in breaking professional football's color barrier. Yep. Kelly. Leroy Kelly. Yeah. Um, All right, let's do another one. Uh, This is before your time. Let's try it out, though. What was the nickname for the 1980 Cleveland Browns? Cardiac Kids. Cardiac Kids. The, well, let's give everybody the other options. Okay. All right. the, the Comeback Kids, the Orange Wave, or the Orange Crush, but we're going to go with Cardiac, Cardiac kids. kids. That is it. Due to their penchant for having games decided in the final moments, the team was nicknamed the Cardiac Kids. Let's see if there's any other good ones here. I'm still, I'm, I'm still going to look into that Joe Thomas one because I'm pretty sure – he was named to the Pro Bowl every year that he played. Here's why I know. He got hurt his last year, didn't he? Oh, uh, maybe he got screwed over because of that. Probably, yeah. I thought he still got voted in, though, and then he didn't play. He might have. Man. That's this one, See, this one's easy. Which quarterback led the Browns to three AFC championship game during the 80s? Bernie Bernie. Bernie. Yep. There he is. I don't know if you could hear it dinging. Ding. No, I couldn't. Okay, maybe that's just me. Um, all right, well, here, we'll go really old school. Oh, jeez, okay. I'll give you all the options here. Who scored the Cleveland Browns' very first touchdown? Oh, Marion Motley, Jim Brown, Mac Speedy, or Otto Graham? Uh, Motley. Incorrect. Uh, what was it? it? I, um, I don't know. I had to click on people. I'm gonna guess. Autogram. I'm gonna guess Max Speedy. It's Max Speedy. <laughs> there we go. It's always that obscure guy. Browns yeah, receiver Max Speedy scored the f- team's first points on a 19-yard touchdown pass from quarterback Cliff Lewis. Well, there we go. It doesn't give me a name though, or a year. I'm sorry. So, huh. I don't know. All right, some Cleveland Browns trivia. That's cool. We got to do that again. We'll do. Uh, maybe I'll find some. Um, Bears trivia for Chev next week. There you go. It'd be pretty cool. So, all right. Uh, like I said, it was a bit of a shorter episode, but uh, Garrett, do you have a verse for us this week? 
I do. I'm going to do something a little unconventional. Um, I'm actually not going to read the passage because the passage would be, if I'm being completely honest, really long and probably not that exciting. Um, but Matthew chapter one is a list of the genealogy of Jesus. Uh, so it's a list of all these names of people that came before Jesus, his, his great grandparents and, and whatnot. Um, there's a few interesting things about this and you know, I, I know a list of names sounds pretty boring, but there's there's a couple things that I want to highlight. One, in that list of names, it was not all people that were uh, considered good people, uh, considered successful people. There was a lot of people that you would consider scumballs, awful people, uh, people that didn't always do the right thing. There were some great people, some some saints of the faith in there as well. Um but it was littered with all kinds of different people. And I think sometimes we have um, we have the uh, expectation that, you know, who our, who our parents were, or, you know, what kind of stock we come from dictates our reality. And we can see that, you know, the only one to ever live without sin came from people that, that some of them were scumballs. Some of them weren't great. Some of them, uh, you know, we wouldn't want babysitting our children in any way, shape or form. Um you know, so it, it, where we come from doesn't necessarily dictate who we become or, or, or what we do with our lives. Uh, and the other thing that's kind of cool, which would have been very countercultural for the time, you think specifically, you know, 2000 some years ago, um, there are actually women named in the genealogy of Jesus, which would have been very against the grain of the time. And so I think it's really cool to see that even before it would have been, um, you know, something that would have been expected. They, Jesus was ahead of his time in the fact that he was already, uh, they were already naming off relatives that were, were not just males, but females, just showing how he empowered women. And we can read throughout scripture, different scenarios where he empowered women uh, to do some incredible things. But I always found uh, those two things really, really interesting. All right, Garrett, thank you again for sharing with us. I do appreciate that. Uh, I want to take a minute to just say, it. again, thank you to everybody that reaches out and says positive things. I hear it. Uh, Garrett, I'm sure you hear it as well, and hopefully Shevin does as well. Um, love doing this every week. Look forward to it. Hope you all look forward to listening. So make sure you hop on iTunes and give us a rate and review. And if you want to follow Garrett on Twitter, where can we find you at? At Dynasty Price. And you could find Chev at Chev Boyardee. That's boy with an I. You could find me at the Embower85. And you could follow the show at Dynasty Rewind. So until next week, everybody, thanks again. We'll see you then.